Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Case Rotation. My name is Spinisha. And I'm Box Jetson. Um, and as you may have noticed, some new vibes on the intro. <laughs> yeah, we told y'all we were going to change it up. And I feel like it matches our direction a lot better. Courtesy of uh, Mr. Jetson here. Courtesy of Mr. Joey. Oh, yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But still, your skills. No, appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so it just kind of goes with the, the vibe, the new vibe of our show. I don't know if it's really new. I think it just be- it matches the show a lot better. I agree. Or where we are, I guess. It's a really chill vibe, working to yeah. you know, just emanate light. Yes. All that we do. And that's a great song. So if, if, it's, if it's sounded good to you and it sounded like something... You would like, you should totally listen to it. Yeah, check it out. It's Joey Badass Shine. It's a little, it's a part of a three part light pack. Um, I think the light pack was really a great EP. Um, so definitely check that out if you haven't. As you all know, I'm a huge hip hop head, so I will be sure to always give out some suggestions <laughs> at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the light pack is amazing. Uh, but yeah, so here we are in our 34th episode and. To do a bit of a check-in, okay, that's, we yes. can, you know, go ahead and kind of say what's been going on. I'm going first. Oh, I can go first. It, I mean, it don't matter. So with, oh yeah, I guess from the last <laughs> part. <laughs> it's late. It's late, guys. Yeah, we were supposed to record hours ago. It's 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. We were supposed to record hours ago and then we just... We start having deep conversations and yeah, yeah. I so. really wish we would have recorded it on the podcast, but I guess it's like yeah, yeah. It's all good. Whatever. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So brief check in with me. Nothing really major, you know. Just matched at my number one oh. site. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. that I, <laughs> I was gonna say nothing major. What? <laughs> <laughs> matched at the site that I ranked number one. So the algorithm. I was good to the algorithm. The algorithm was good to me. So I'm pretty excited to be starting at my site and will probably be potentially doing some type of announcement at some point. I think it's just good enough that you know that site's number one. Um, yeah, feeling really good about that. was really excited and felt like a huge weight lifted off of me as I was, you know, so it was clearly on my mind every day. I even had like a little countdown thing on my calendar to kind of remind myself of what was coming up I wouldn't say worried or like stressed about it but it was just something that I was constantly thinking about or not even constantly but like you know every so often but yeah glad that that's out the way I'm feeling great about that I am having senioritis to like the maximum at this point one of my cohort members just texted me that's crazy as I said that Uh, (laughs) having senioritis to the maximum at this point and Really just ready for the semester to come to a close, ready to get on with Spinach and I's life and Spinach and my life. Um, Spinach and I, Spinach and my life. Spinach and my life. um, 
Yeah, just, I don't know, I, I hope you can kind of hear the excitement in my voice. I'm like just really ready to propel forward, interested in what the future holds, but still living in the moment, still living like with a constant, taking things one step at a time. Um, it's been, it's, it's a journey and I'm just here for the ride. Well, the news was also a weight off of my shoulder as well. Mm-hmm. When you said that, well, I thought I you were going to say, I thought you were going to say it was a weight off of our shoulders. So I was like, oh no, it's also a weight off of mine. Um, I was very excited to, well, I had already had like some signs and dreams about it. So it was kind of surreal because I dreamed the exact moment and then I lived it. So it was crazy. But it was good to find out the news. It was good to have that behind us and be able to just... I mean, now I, it's kind of like you don't know where you're living for all this time. You can't really plan. I've learned throughout this time that I'm one of those people that I need to... I like to be in control. I like to, you know know what's going on and sometimes you just really don't know yeah so it was hard to not have that control and not know you know where i'm going so now that we know you know i can start planning um so it's really hard i agree as well about the senioritis i i'm so tired of school (laughs) it's hard because i'm like wow it's just march like there's there's two months left (laughs) like is it like week seven or something I think it's. Like, I believe it's week seven. Yeah. Yeah, like you know. So I think after break we have seven more weeks. Yeah. Well, after after break. Yeah, it's hard, um, but you know I'm pushing through. Um, finalize the last things for graduation or commencement. I will not be attending, and that is so rough, um, because I tweeted this a few days ago, but I was in my feelings about it, because I'm really proud. I feel like this degree. You know, obviously for all of my degrees, I worked hard, but I, this degree just feels different for me. Um, so it, it's probably maybe not the most meaningful, but it's very meaningful for me. So um, I definitely would have wanted to participate, but I just, I don't know, I don't feel ready to be at commencement, yeah. you know, <laughs> in, the middle, in the middle of all of this. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. Um, so I won't be attending, um, but I'm going to make the day special somehow i don't know yet but um other than that what else is going on with me um working on my project per usual working on like two other research projects one that my professor actually wants me to work on getting published so really excited about that i mean i gotta do the work but (laughs) really excited about that um, what else? Is there anything else cool going on? Am I doing anything else? Oh! I don't know if I want to mention this. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, I'll just say it. Um, I was invited to speak on a panel. Hey! <laughs> um, in a few weeks... It's a panel for BIPOC siblings of individuals with disabilities, which is what my research is about. Um, And I am also a sibling. So very, very honored and excited 
to be speaking on this panel, and I cannot wait to meet the other sibs and talk about my experiences and really exciting stuff going on in my life. I'm trying to get to the bag, y'all. <laughs> you get into it. I think it's really interesting, too, that you're, you know, you're being looked at as an expert on this topic. That's and a little insane. Yeah, it's, that's, well, you are an expert on the topic, but I think it's cool that you're being recognized as such. Like, to be asked to be on a panel to speak on on the matter is I know. big. I'm excited. So, yeah, so congratulations. That's, thank that's you, big thank time. you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I think that, oh, you know what? I don't know if I want to share this now. I kind of do want to share like two things though about coaching. Go for it. And then we can move on. So I had just, I've been having amazing coaching experiences. And I won't go into too much detail, but I feel like you have those hit or miss like appointments. And I've been having appointments that just make me feel. I don't know, just so, I feel so good afterwards. Like, I feel like I'm really helping these individuals. And I feel like we're really connecting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've just been really getting to it. I've been putting in the work. And, like, it's just been working out for me. So, that's mostly all I just wanted to say about that. That it's been going well. And I've been enjoying. I think it's also a representation of the work you've been putting in, too. Thank you. Um, like, it's good to see that that's paying off as well. Like, when you... I don't know, especially because I, I think it helps because I'm here so I can kind of see it. It's like, you know, working from home and everything. So, kind of hearing interactions with you and your co... You and your students, like, it sounds like some really great work going on and, like, some healing. And I'm really glad that they get a chance to work with somebody who cares because um, I know a lot of people in your position kind of abuse the power or... And that's just in general, any position of power where you, you know. Yeah. So shout out to like people redefining power and working to set a model for how to adequately handle it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's great. So yeah, that that's our check-in. Um, wow, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's our check-in. And I think next thing that we can kind of talk about is well the last episode I ate crow on two well, I have to eat crow on two things I can't remember the first one I really should have gone back and revisited the episode but as you could imagine uh, things get a little busy over a couple of weeks so um, I know for sure one of them I have to eat crow for is Joe Budden Biden and <laughs> yeah Joe Budden Biden did not do what he was supposed to do man he's like taking selfies with his grandbabies and his dogs in the Oval Office, and it's like, there's real work that needs to be done. And I just felt very offended with his response to student loan forgiveness and suggesting that the answer was, you know, free community college and free Head Start programs for parents, which, you know, millennials aren't having children because they're in so much debt. So it's like, um, I feel like he's like, you know, backpedaling a lot, and I'm afraid that He's going to walk himself into a position where, you know, Democrats lose in 2022 and essentially really can't make any changes and decisions. And it's like, why not do it now while you have, like, you know, everything in your favor, everything's working to your advantage. 
Um, you have the power to do these things. You won't do it. Why does free community college and free Head Start have to be mutually exclusive from exactly tuition forgiveness or you know any type of loan forgiveness? Um, so yeah, I'm not really pleased about that aspect of things. Well, let me just say, I'm not surprised. I think that is more where I'm at with it. I'm not surprised. Um, I think what was more insulting was that he was, you know, the person asked him, like, what are you going to do to make that happen? And he's like, I'm not going to make it happen. He, like, scoffed it off. And then it's just, and then people are like, yeah, he showed so much empathy at the town hall. Really? Because you're sitting here, people are drowning in student loan debt, and you're I'm not going to do anything to make it happen. And before anybody gets super critical, like, well, he said he never said fifty thousand dollars. Realistically, what is ten thousand dollars going to do? And Unless then you go for like a semester. Yeah, <laughs> which honestly, those people, I do think that their loans should be they should be taken away. They didn't yeah, get period. anything out yeah. of it. So I totally agree. But um, when he went on to say, we don't, he tried to frame it as we don't want, I don't want people who went to Harvard and Yale, um, basically trying to frame it as like the elite. I don't want them getting rid of their student loan debt, which uh, why would any of them take out student loans? We're not stupid. I think it's like (laughs) less than 3% of them actually have actual debt, (laughs) like some crazy number. So, like, you pull that out of nowhere, and there's no empirical evidence to support that at all. And then you're punishing the people who are probably, I don't want to make this assumption, but I'm going to go out here and say it, who are probably black and brown, who took out loans to go to these schools. Yeah, predatory loans to go to these schools that you told us were, you know, these are the schools you go to if you want to be a lawyer. These are the schools you go to if you want to be taken seriously. You know, these Ivy League schools, these big name schools, you're punishing them for listening to what you, the rules that you made. Now you want to change them. No, you have to get rid of all of them. People who are like (laughs) $50,000. Sorry, I just was doing something really funny. I'm kind of a comic these days. Um, But people who are like, well, $50,000 is too much. $50,000 really isn't enough if we're being honest here. There were they were predatory loans. I understand that we were eighteen years old, and like whatever they told us, we would have to pay them back. But you also put us under the impression that this was the only way, this or the military. Like this was the only way to have a career in this world was to go to college, take out these loans, and get a job to pay these loans off. But now you don't want to even. There's not even, like you didn't hold up your end of the deal. There are no jobs. And then the jobs that there are, they don't pay enough to live and also pay off these student loans. And with the interest, there's no way. It's predatory. They all have to it's go. Usury. It's usury. insane. And I've seen people say, like, if he doesn't get rid of them, they're going to become, like, single-issue voters, and that's what they're voting on. And people are like, that's wrong. I totally understand. If you make certain promises or if you stand on values and then... You get the vote of the people and then turn your back. Like, you can't be surprised if they turn their back on you. Like, people are not going to keep wasting their time and wasting their vote. You have people voting out in a pandemic. Yeah. 
And you talking about, you know, I've, I'm going to look out for the black community. I'm going to help the brown community. Well, where are you? They're saying that this is one of the, you know, top ways to help um, lessen the wealth gap. It's a no-brainer if you really want to help because you're not going to give us reparations. Like, that conversation is also frustrating. That's not going to happen. You won't even cancel student loan debt, who, which will only help a fraction of black people. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. So you really think we're going to get reparations? <laughs> like, Yeah, I think the disparity in that wealth gap is, you know, they want to exactly. They want it to widen. Just so. say that. I would respect that more. I'm going to say that. I mean, but it's just like... (laughs) But I would prefer you... Just say it. Pretending, I want to help you guys, so I'm going to make Head Start free. Well, people are talking about they're not having kids because they can't afford them. So Mm -hmm. Head Start is going to be free for who? For people who, you know, could pay for it regardless? It's just ridiculous, and it's not surprising. And I feel like Democrats just want to lose in 2022. I feel like it's, it's all just perform... I mean, it is theater, but I hope that there is a third party person who comes in strong and who really just like that they don't try to, you know, do how they did Bernie. Mm-hmm. I know everybody has their gripes about him, but yeah, Bernie was the people's choice. I saw a tweet that said something about Bernie would have done because, you know, how Biden um, bombed Syria mm-hmm. and they were saying that Bernie would have did the same thing. It's like, we'll, well we won't know now. Yeah. So, we'll if y'all shouldn't have made us go with Sleepy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's really all. But also, guys, I'm manifesting that these loans will be canceled, though. And I think if we just have to, you know, AOC said that we have to continue to push them, continue to press the issue, con- like, just continue to build momentum. And if not, then let's just all stop paying it. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. But I do believe in my heart that they will be canceled. I think that this is all just creating, you know, a scene behind it. So when he does, you know, get rid of them, it's a big, huge deal. Cause I mean, this would be up there with the civil rights act. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's going to happen up if we all manifest and we all believe that it'll happen. I think that, you know, just send some positive vibes that way. I'm with you. So anyway, student loans are canceled. They're canceled. They're canceled. Okay. Um, not really too much to say about this, but just wanted to men- mention it. Cory Bush. Um, let me actually go right to it so I don't get it wrong. But your guy was mentioned. That's why I actually wanted to bring it up. Who's that? So Cory Bush um, introduced a bill to allow incar- people who were incarcerated... Um, on felony charges, the ability to vote. It was obviously turned down. But Tim Ryan voted against it. Hey. Against it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Joyce, and then, okay, shocker for me, Joyce Beatty voted for it. I was shocked there. So I have to, you know, give her some kudos. But Tim Ryan voted against it. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because that was your guy. I like Cori Bush a lot. I think she is a great representative. Um, And I like these, 
you know, non-traditional, like people who aren't career politicians yeah. being in these roles. So I really like her. But yeah, I wonder. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I wonder what Tim Ryan. how shocked I was. I was. I yeah, you that. you assumed that he voted yeah. for it. Exactly. That's why I was like, no, no, no. Listen up. He did not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. I know people is... are tweeting like, what's going on? Like, we deserve an explanation as to why you voted that way. I'd love to know why you Yeah, voted so maybe we'll find out soon. But yeah, interesting, right? I mean, there's nothing to... I'm, obviously, it's shocking, but I wouldn't be too shocked. Yeah. You know. But yeah. yeah Other than that, guys, I've really not been too indulged with politics. Um, the student loans thing was really, like, discouraging for me. And so I kind of disconnected for a while after yeah. that. Um, but... You know. Yeah. It's all good, though. It's all good. Those loans are canceled, so. <laughs> <laughs> the loans are canceled. The loans are canceled. Um, I'm actually, I think we should name the episode The Loans Are Canceled. <laughs> I like that. We're really manifesting. We have to believe it. I'm down for it. We have to believe it. The loans are canceled. The all loans right. Are canceled. That's the, the episode name. So, yeah, with everything about, you know, going on with politics and everything, um, with everybody being worried about predatory loans and being in an act of usury, which is really just a euphemism for slavery in this case. Yeah. Um, I recognize that there may be a lot of anxiety surrounding this. So um, for the mental health segment, I want to talk a bit about anxiety, not specifically related to, you know, that. Of course, it was just like more in a general sense. It was just more of a segue, you know, don't don't expect too much in that regard. Uh, But (laughs) so really, I just want to talk briefly about anxiety and why it's not even why it's important to not avoid it, but just like some common misconceptions and how anxiety can be used for a benefit and not necessarily something that is like, Uh, anxiety let me get rid of it let me walk away I don't want to touch those feelings like I want that kind of gone um so the first piece is really to just like recognize your avoidant behaviors try to become aware of what's going on um you can write down different behaviors that you experience as a result of your anxiety um you know especially the ones that stood out for you did you Ignore an important text because you were worried about your response. Um, you know, things like that. Working to really track your actions can show how often you avoid your emotions or how often you work to avoid anxiety. Um, and then you'll be surprised at, like, how... At the lengths that will go to kind of avoid anxiety. So if you, like, write down instances in which you aim to avoid anxiety, like, you can recognize your behaviors and such. Um Next step is, of course, like finding trust and support. It's always good to lean on those people who we can anchor in and like got our back, who understand what's going on. Um, They can kind of like talk you through those experiences as well, help you deal with them on your own. But of course, like make sure you're kind of returning the favor as well. Like nobody wants to deal with like someone who's parasitic or like not trying to provide as well. Um, So like with receiving support, it's good to give support as well. Um, Don't. But, you know, the initial step is don't feel like you have to deal with it on your own. I know a lot of times when we get into those situations, we feel like we're a burden on someone else. But um, I mean, it's hard not to feel that way in the midst of everything going on now, too. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But we're all going through it. That is true. We're all in it. You know what I'm saying? You got to help others, too. Like You got to be an ear and then sometimes you have to let somebody be an ear. 
Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, of course, make sure you're working on coping skills, too. So, like, I talk about self-care a lot. I talk about self-compassion a lot. And I think we often negate just how helpful, like, coping skills can be, like really working on breathing strategies or really working on, um, like, you know, utilizing the journal, working on, uh, you can, like, look up various grounding techniques or things like that that kind of bring you back to a baseline, taking breaks, um, counting, like, Take a break. <laughs> trying to figure out what your anxiety is trying to tell you. Like a lot of times our anxiety is, can be a messenger. Like it lets us know what we're passionate about, what we're fearful of potentially, like what we're concerned about, what we're afraid of, you know, what's underneath. Out, yeah. What's underneath. Let's unpack this anxiety. For me. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite like therapy questions. What's underneath What's that? underneath that? <laughs> Because that's so real. Like, what is underneath that? What is, underneath what is that it? anxiety telling you? Yeah, what's underneath it? Because and it kind of gets your mind off of it. Like, if you decide to go underneath. And I don't know how your head works, but in my head, I literally imagine, like, I'm going underneath, like, underground or something. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what is underneath this? Yeah. I kind of envision, like, I'm peering into, like, a portal. If that makes sense. Like you're like, there's a you can see a portal, and it's like, hey, this is what's going on with you. Like your anxiety in a visual sense. If you really want to do the introspection and work, like you can probably find it in this portal. And then I visualize myself really getting into that portal, and just <laughs> exploring. <Whoa. laughs> exploring. It's so detailed. I watch a lot of Rick and Morty. Okay, so. yeah. Yours is so detailed. Mine is very simple. Like, <laughs> oh. The word, I'm feeling anxiety, let me go underground and look. (laughs) (laughs) I see like a little portal. I mean, everybody has their various ways. Like, no way is the right way either. So you can, your introspection looks how it should look. Don't start thinking you got to see portals after Box just said. No, you don't need to see a portal. (laughs) You don't have to see that. You don't need to see a portal. (laughs) But, um, yeah, just really looking into what's going on. And it could be as simple as like, Oh, like I'm anxious right now because I'm worried that I may lose my job because I am not productive as I should be or, you know, something like that. Like figuring and then from there doing the work to figure out like how you can address that. Like how can I talk to my boss about what's going on with me? How can I really put more into myself so I can potentially, I don't like to say be more productive because of course I'm (laughs) anti-capitalism, but I just mean in a sense of like mental health aspect, what can I do to make sure I'm at my best performing self? For you, not for a corporation. Um, just an example. But while we're on the topic of that, um, I want to talk about like some Zoom etiquette because I learned this in class recently, and I've loved to like disseminate information that I learned. And um, with work, you know, feel free to jump in with me. Oh so no, no, like no! I'm I mean, like, I feel like you. Uh, I'll jump in when I feel like I can. <laughs> I feel like you are, you know, kind of doing your thing. Um. I don't like monopolizing time, but um, with regard to Zoom etiquette, so as we talk about you know being worried about job and productivity and things like that, I think self compassion is another big piece of how I want to address like this mental health segment of the podcast, and that um, like we're going through a lot right now. I feel like that's all I have to tell my students every time I meet with them. 
Yeah, I feel like it. I always have to tell them that, like, you've got to be gracious to yourself. Yeah. We're going through a <laughs> lot right now, and everybody's kind of going through it. And you think about the impact of just stress in general, like just typical stress. And then you think about the aspect of like prolonged stress. So like prolonged stress is, you know, something you're experiencing for a long period of time. And we all know that stress can lead to dis-ease, which eventually can cause dis-ease, you know, heart issues, hypertension, headaches, like various like mental health concerns. Um, it can cause like a plethora of, of health concerns. And we've been under prolonged stress for a, the better of a year. I mean, so it's a year. It's been a year, yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to be like the better half. I'm like, no, this is a year. Yeah, it's a year. It's March now. Um, like, I'm delusional. Like, that's the impact of stress. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we've been... I mean, it feels like every day is like the same day. It's like we lived in a loop. Yeah. Besides new bad things happening, I guess. Right. <laughs> we've been under stress, prolonged stress for a year at this point. And it began with kind of, oh, yeah, let's, um, you can go outside. Or, no, you can't go outside. You can hang out in groups of people. You can't hang out in groups. You can hang out in small groups. Wear a mask. Or, no, don't wear a mask. But maybe wear a mask. It's okay to wear a mask. You know, put on a mask if you want to. Wear two masks. Um, you can't come in without a mask. Don't leave the house unless you got to get something essential. And, like, everything kind of changes. And you're constantly forced to make decisions, constantly forced to think about various different things um and then like you know we just recently had snow and water advisories and things like that so like it's always something that we're worried about and like i say that to say of course it's very difficult to be productive when your entire all of your energy that you would normally put toward productivity and creativity is being used for worry like it's being word uh, used for survival is being used for determining like what's going on next um so, like, recognize that it is hard, but also give yourself some compassion and, you know, move in circles in which there is com- that compassion as well. Um, there was something I was going to say. I should have just jumped in. <laughs> I don't self- want you to lose your train of thought. Yeah, self-compassion. Self-compassion. Be compassionate with yourself. Um, especially with regard to work another thing is like zoom etiquette so don't ask people to zoom for fun that's yeah. one yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding yeah, you, if that if that if y'all are both consenting and that works for y'all <laughs> go for it but don't force somebody into it oh, <laughs> gosh but um yeah it's like more for the sake of work research has suggested like you know For the past year, they have been doing research on Zoom and things like that. But research shows that it's a lot more taxing on you. It's a lot more taxing on the body. It's a lot going on when you're sitting on those Zoom rooms. Like, it makes you more tired. Like, literally, you get off and feel drained. And it's because you're sitting there staring at yourself. You're staring at other people. Like, this is much more eye contact than we would be used to on a day-to-day basis. This is much more, um, like, intent intimate connection than we'd be used to. And it's to. so personal. It's personal. They're brought into our home. You're in my usually, house. Yeah. Well, we're usually like, you know, our time to kind of be To not be at work. To not be worried to, about work. Yeah. Um, so like, it's more eye contact, more of that going on. You're seeing yourself. Um, you've got to worry about like the awkward song and dance of 
ooh, is it my turn to talk? Is it not my turn to talk? Or an over-talking with people, and that takes energy as well. Mm-hmm. Or you're doing way more nonverbal agreement. Like, you don't nod your head or shake your head as intensely or as much as you would when you're in Zoom because you don't want to unmute real quick and say, oh, yeah. So it's like that. there's that, too. Um, so it's just like a lot going on. And, you know, I think just some ways to kind of help yourself with that is there are ways to turn off your self-view you know, put it in gallery mode so that way you don't have to have, like, intimate face-to-face with somebody all the time. Um, turn your camera off sometimes and, like, really get away from your screen if, you, if you're if you feeling, like, overwhelmed. Um, and just, get, yeah, give yourself that compassion. Like, we got a lot going on right now. And I feel like people, we have to be cool to ourselves and I, affirming. I feel like people have pre-COVID expectations. During the COVID world. Yeah, it's like we have to change our expectations at this point. I don't know how it's been a year and we still are not grasping that. Mm -hmm. But it's like we have to. I mean, I've been changing my expectations. Like I'm not. There's just certain things I'm not going to do. Just because it's like, look, I already. I mean, granted, I'm very blessed to be working from home, going to school at home. Um, Very blessed. But it is still there's. You know, that's invasive at times, doing all that at home. Yeah. Um, So, and then being on Zoom, like you were talking about, being on Zoom is just... That's the worst. (laughs) I remember... I dread getting on Zoom sometimes. I remember when Zoom used to just remind me of that fun science show that I used to watch. Come on in Zoom. That's what... Oh. Zoom. (laughs) And now it's like the first thing I think of when I think of Zoom is like school and work and it makes me so sad i don't know i just and then how did like oh i can't stop thinking about how skype like dropped the bag like y'all blew a 28-3 lead 3-1 lead like all that i will say though i do appreciate that this has been making things so much more accessible so i guess i won't gripe too much about it because so many conferences have been you know on zoom or whatever any type of like conferencing app um or service and different programming like things have just become more accessible and i've seen a lot of um disability activists talking about that and they're saying like you know i they obviously want COVID to end but they're like well the pandemic is COVID's not gonna end but the pandemic to end and you know obviously they want it to end but they're just like you know, will this change? Will things continue to be as accessible? And I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. That this is the first time, well, not the first time, but, you know, one of the, the first times that they yeah. feel like, wow, this is accessible to me mm-hmm. because of a pandemic. Yeah. It sucks. So I do hope that we continue to make programming and even jobs accessible. And I hope companies are more understanding of, like, you know, this can be done at work. I mean, this can be done at home. Yeah. I think, I mean, I really hope so. Yeah, as you were saying it, I was hoping, like, I was thinking it in my mind, like, I hope people don't forget about the you know, that aspect of universal design and the importance of it and, you know, how people who typically wouldn't have access to these things can now have access. So I yeah. know for me, I'll definitely be continue to use telehealth and things like that. Yeah. Especially for clients who may have difficulty attending sessions or getting into sessions or things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of insult it is insulting because it's like why wasn't this something that was an option before because we've had all this stuff it wasn't like it was created during the pandemic so why has this not been an option 
for people mm-hmm. who, you know, because society, who need this excess. The society isn't created for people with disabilities. Well, that's it's okay a very because ableist society. And that's you're changing that. I really yes, I am. And I'm going to talk about it any chance I get. Anybody who will listen. <laughs> but yes, those are some some really great tips. Yep. I think a, I think a lot of people really need to work on the self-compassion component. Myself included. Myself included. It's a daily thing. Yeah, I'm constantly thinking about IRB. I'm like, y'all hear I'm still talking about IRB. I'm like, I should have got, I keep saying I should have gotten on that. But then I'm like, no, like I'm doing what I can to ensure my happiness. And I've been, you know, all things considered, I've been very happy. Like, and I'm, not, I'm very proud of that too. Like this is one of the happiest. I feel kind of weird saying that too because like I know it's really a really hard time for a lot of people. But this is like one of the happiest I've been in my life internally. So like I don't feel bad about not being where I said I should be for like IRB and stuff. Like those are goals mm-hmm. that I said I can change them anytime I want. So, I define success in my life. I define, like, what goals need to be hit when and, like, what trajectory I'm at. So, you're the boss of your life, too, if you're listening out there. So, that's what I got for today. That was beautiful. I'm ready to watch some TV. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to go practice what we preach. (laughs) <laughs> we say self-care I'm ready to you know get a snack you're ready to watch TV so we're gonna go do that thank you guys for tuning in to episode 34 of Case Rotation it was great talking with you I hope you're all taking care of yourself definitely take care of yourselves and please remember the self-compassion piece compassion, compassion, compassion drink water mind, mind your business, your business. And we will talk to you guys soon. Shine. Bye.